Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What, what is his goal? Yo, yo, welcome back to the Immigrant Section. Remember, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, click that follow or subscribe or whatever the fuck it is. On Spotify, click that follow. Uh, full videos out on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, got stand-up and everything on there. If you want to support, check the YouTube out. Oh, man, here I'm here today going Zoom again. I didn't think I'd be doing Zoom, but uh, I got a special guest today, Sammy Idan. How are you, bro? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good, man. Bro, the the way this whole thing happened is pretty much I'm I I'm uh, I go hard on TikTok, and you're one <laughs> of the other guys that goes hard on TikTok, and I'm a big fan of your videos. And uh, uh, likewise, what? Likewise, likewise. Bro. Fuck yeah, man! I fuck with your vid- I fuck with your um your sense of humor big time. All your videos, I get exactly what you're going for. I had to have you on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Appreciate you remind it. me the the Somalians I grew up with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro! <laughs> Yo, I grew up in a shitty neighborhood. It was all like Somalian and Sudani refugees. <laughs> you know. Where is this? In London, in Ontario, in Canada. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so you're out there in Sacramento, huh? Yeah, yeah, but actually, I lived in London. Uh, so my mom's British. London, Ontario. Oh, London, England. Yeah, London, England. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so it's a bit of a. I mean, I was born in Oakland, but. Uh, I, I grew up in London, UK, and then in Qatar in the Middle East. Oh, legit? So when did you yeah, come yeah. to America? Uh, 2013. Legit, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've only so been only... here seven years? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh, did you go to like the British schools and the American schools or whatever? That's why? Ex- yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Every time I tell people, like, yo, I just got here in 2013, like, damn, your English is amazing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up speaking it, so. So you lived in Dubai, for, or sorry, you said Qatar? Yeah. How long was that? For, like, 12, 13 years. So oh. that's majority. Oh, shit. I yeah. just went, I stayed in Qatar for a two-day connection. Man, but if you were in Qatar in the years where Qatar was nothing, huh? Yeah, yeah, I really, yeah, we really were. Like, I remember walking to our first, the, the house that, uh, the first house that we were renting there and we literally have to park and then walk over like some mini dunes. Yeah. Like dunes like just sand to dunes. Yeah, sand dunes just to see the house. Like there was nothing, there was nothing, there wasn't a neighborhood. It was like my house and then like maybe two other houses. And then now you go back and it's like the whole city was like built around the, the, the small existing structures that were there like 30 years ago. Yeah, man. I remember what what year was it? What year was it? It was probably I was in tenth grade, probably two thousand seven or six. I went there, mm-hmm. and uh, it was so much construction going on, and like no yeah. one living anywhere. It didn't look like any. Re- we were in this big hotel near Four Seasons, and there was so many buildings being built, and so much construction, and so many new buildings. But it looked like there was no one. It looked like they were preparing for something. Yeah, exactly. But the, and now it's ready. Like the city of like Doha. Yeah. Like it, it's the, the majority of the construction were all hotels because like you know a lot of the stuff that goes on there is just it's sort tourism. Of tour, tourism, yeah. Yeah. So they're just gonna host that, and then with the World Cup coming twenty twenty two. Yo, so I, I heard they were gonna lose that because so many workers were dying <laughs> during the construction. And it was such a f- fucked up, like, working conditions that they wanted to pull it from them. To be honest, yeah. I mean, it's, 
I don't want to, you know, if I'm being real with you, like it's some human rights violation going on. You oh, know? yeah. Yo, big <laughs> like, time. Yeah, big time. Like they were, they were like, I remember they used to announce like, cause it gets really hot in the summer, like Celsius. I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, but like Celsius, it got to like 55. Right. Yo, I, and that, I heard in Kuwait, I, my buddy lived in Kuwait. He said that uh, the same thing. They always have those like temperature readings all over the like city. And he said, yeah. by law, any day that's 50 degrees or over, the, the workers can't work. And, the, yeah. and no matter how hot it got, the thing would always say 49. Wow. Yeah, in Kuwait. Yeah. For us, like, I, I never heard of that, but I'm not surprised. But uh, they did that and they said, yo, okay, no one's working. It's over 50. It was a government, like, they announced it. Like, no one can work in the next, like, two weeks or three weeks. And every time you drive, you'd still see some workers working because their employer just wouldn't, like, adhere to the rule because they're yeah, just like, yeah. I want to I wanna get this going, right? So you just citizen. call in, you just report. You just, like, if you drive and you see, you just call in and you say, hey, look, I saw some workers working in this address, blah, 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 you know, come, whatever. And so they'll, they'll send a cop over and they'll say, no, go home. So, Actually, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, 55, you'll just go out and faint, you know, like. That's right, yeah. I remember I, we were fasting as kids and we were still playing soccer in this kind of way. Yeah, because you're, you're indestructible as a kid, you know? As, yeah. <laughs> Bro, we used to play in the Ramadan days as kids. It would be the full normal day of fucking around. That first two days was tough, but then your body adjusts, you know? Yeah. I, as a kid, man, I could do anything. This Ramadan, I could, you know, I stayed indoors. I could barely walk around. <laughs> yeah, okay. right. Yeah, first day, yeah, I'm dying after three hours. I'm just asking people when is their star, you know? Yeah, like, they're like, in nine hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, a, oh, I'm a shell of what I used to be. <laughs> do you flip your schedule like everybody on Ramadan? This I couldn't, but I still got to work. Yeah, it was like, COVID and work. Yeah, so I still, I mean, I kind of, like, I would still sleep at one, but I'd have to wake up at, like, eight o'clock to get to work. So I couldn't really flip the schedule completely. That's crazy. You're still going in. So that's so fun. I hit you up when we are DMing. I was like, mm. what kind of engineering do you do as a joke? And you're actually an engineer. That kills me. That's <laughs> so funny, bro. We all got sold on the same fucking dreams, you know? Seriously. You know, I got, like, the way I was introduced into, like, what I'm going to study wasn't engineering. And, like, you know, normal parents sit you down. They're like, okay, so what do you want to do? You want to be an engineer? You want to be a doctor, right? Yeah, yeah. For me, that wasn't even the case. Like, my dad pulled me around some of his friends, and he's like, you know, my son wants to be a heart surgeon. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> right. That was the first time I heard of it. And then, and then after a while, uh, I was, you know, I just went along with it. I was like, you know, yeah, I want to be a heart surgeon. Because I was in, I was in like, you know, 10th grade. It was, it, yeah, it yeah, yeah. And then I got to a point when I, like, my dad was asking me, so what do you want to do? And I told him, like, well, what's, what's easier, right? And by easier, I meant, like, not just, like, subsequent, like, but, like, how, yeah, but how long will I be in school for Right. And engineering was just a lot shorter. So I figured, yeah, I'm just going to do that. That's why I did engineering. I have an engineering degree, bro. That's the exact reason. I was like, I didn't really want, I was convinced in my head that I wanted to be an engineer because mm -hmm. that, you know, that conversation you had in 10th grade, yeah. I had that in fifth grade, you know, oh. you know what I mean? So I, I already, in from a young age, I could tell you, I wanted to be an engineer just because the options presented to me were engineer or doctor. But mm -hmm. I knew doctor was like more than double the school. So I was like, if yeah. these are the options, let me do engineering and start my like get out quick, cut right, uh, type of thing. Yeah. 
the only reason I was sold on being a doctor was because I was bougie as a kid and I really wanted money. Yeah, right. Yeah. For sure. That's the only thing. I really wanted money. I didn't care about nothing else, to be honest. And it's because I was raised in the Gulf, right? Where like yeah. you're it's all money. Cash rules are rich. You. Yeah. Right? It reminds me, you know that Dave Chappelle uh, <laughs> that Dave Chappelle joke he was making is just like uh, like he was jealous of the people in the project because everybody's poor and that's fair. Yeah. But if you grew up, <laughs> if you grew up in, uh, he's like Ohio, uh, Silver Springs, and you were he, poor, it only felt like it was just well to enough to, to be poor around white people. Exactly. That's yeah. how you felt around, right? Like I grew like good enough to go to their schools and like eat with them sometimes and like do this and that. But like, you know, I, I always felt like I had that chip on my shoulder. I was oh, like, Man, same I here, bro. I know exactly what you mean. I had that in Canada over here, but, uh, it's funny. Back then, you're like, yeah, I'll get the money by being a doctor. But when you look at it, to so a heart surgeon, let's say that, a heart surgeon. That's four-year undergrad, four-year medical school, fucking three- or four-year residency. And then for specialized surgery, you have to do, like, fellowships after that. You and know, like, the entire time. If you want to be, like, a brain surgeon or a heart surgeon, you're in, you're in forever, bro. It's, like, 12, 10, 12 years plus before you're actually – practicing licensed yourself fully and that's like that's like if you don't skip a class or fail yeah a class. exactly right you never <laughs> you know, got covid you, yeah you get if you get held back one time it's all you're done like, it's done and you don't get paid for the entire time or majority of the time i think i and think residency, residency, residency you get paid but still yeah, like set, but even whatever at residency level you're not making what uh what any of your peers are making at no, that time yeah. I know my friend you know was a resident for cardiac, uh, not cardiac, sorry, orthopedic surgery or some other residents. It's like 90 G's a year or something. Like, you know, you can start paying back your student loans. Is, is 90 the G's? Money. I didn't know it was that much. Yeah, but then, you know, in the States, it's way more. I don't know what the residency is, but in the States, health is privatized. So what you can make, there's like no cap on it. But in Canada, it's all government healthcare. So it's like that to be honest because the private it might help like the people who are on the receiving end of the checks but the ones that are sick oh yeah, yeah. for the masses you want government you yeah want, uh you want uh public health that's what you want but yeah the, the best from what i've seen because i lived in the state so i lived in the states after i finished my degree you have a degree in nanotechnology engineering huh are you serious <laughs> yeah oh you went <laughs> nigga i did that next year fuck civil <laughs> <laughs> Even out of all the engineering, civil is the easiest. Oh, yeah. That's why all the Arabs are in civil, bro. All yeah. the Arabs are in civil. Every um, Iraqi is in civil engineering. It, it's 100% the easiest engineering, but it's also the one that's the most applicable to, like, anywhere. To life, society, yeah. 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 You know, uh, you Damn, know the FOB? You, you know that channel, the FOB 4? No. You don't know the FOB 4? The FOB 4, no. The FOB I know NBC. What? I know NBC one and two and three. No, 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 no. The Fob Four is an Instagram. He's a guy named Mo Hussein. He's on Instagram, TikTok. Oh, okay, no, no, I don't. I yeah, don't he's know. a guy who does pretty much kind of what we do, but he's got a big follow. I met the guy, bro. He's an Iraqi kid. I was like, I talked to him. I'm like, what kind of engineering do you do? As a joke, civil engineering, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's popular, man. It's so funny. It's like, I, I feel like our lives are like. 
you become an engineer and then you figure out what you want to do with your life. <laughs> you exactly. exactly. It's, it's supposed to pay for your like actual dreams. Yeah, but no one sells it. This is us just spinning it in a positive way, but no one sells it like that. No one sells it as become engineer and then have the time and financial freedom to discover your love. No one says that shit. <laughs> Exactly. I try to tell my dad, it's like, I, well, my mom's a little bit more understanding when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like I told my dad, it's like, yo, I just want to be more than an engineer. He goes, you want to own an engineering firm? I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like I went out, I went out of engineering. <laughs> How, okay. Wait, what year did you graduate? How long have you been in ind industry? Uh, I graduated 2018. Uh, and then I went to like a couple open mics the end of that year. And then I got, uh, and then I, I, got, I got my first civil engineering job that took me like way out of Sacramento to a place where it's like, there's, it was a construction, like it was civil engineering, but it was like construction related. So I was way out in the boonies. Like in a complex. No, huh? In like one of those like, like working complexes. Yeah. Yeah. It was just way out. And there's, it's one of those like uh, places where there's no open mics. It's barely a city. It's like a small town. So I was living in like a small country town. God, so wait, what's it called? Like Modesto? No, it's Ukiah. Because remember, I lived in SF for like almost a year, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but no, even, even people who've lived in California their whole life don't know where Ukiah is. Yeah. It's, it's, some... it's, it's the Republican, it's a Republican place. It's like a Republican area of California. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like it, bro. What the fuck? Yeah. Pretty much it, any state, no matter where you are, as soon as you go within like 60 miles outside the big city, you're probably in the Republican zone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, no matter yeah. where you, even California, right? Yeah. And so that, I mean, so my real, I would say like my actual career start, like, well, I can't say career so much. It's basically mainly TikTok, but <laughs> I, I started taking comedy seriously in February of this year. With COVID pretty much. With COVID. So I started February. I just moved back. I got a job back in Sacramento. I just moved back. I'm in my parents' home now. So I moved back February, early February. Literally the second day I got here, I, when I started my job, after my job, I go straight to the comedy club. Like right oh, after. Oh boy. What, 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 Sacramento's got a punchline, right? Or did it close? They, 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 yeah, they got a punchline too. But uh, I haven't, I performed at like, it was just a bunch. I just took any open mic I could and anyone that I knew was slightly popping, right? I'll go to it and I'll just perform my five minutes. And, you know, I'll just work on my material. Just like Hell any yeah, bro. That's what I, so you, you started doing this in 2018? I, I started in 2018, but then I stopped. And I, then 2019 was just a blackout period. Blackout. Complete blackout. And, then, yeah. and did then, you enjoy the job? Did you enjoy your life in that year of being in the boom? Oh, no, I was, I was severely depressed. Yeah, okay, there you go. There you go. There you go, bro. And you had to it be honest like, with it yourself. Was, it, it, was, it wasn't just because it was a job. It was because I couldn't even, I couldn't at least do what I wanted to do on the side. Like, had I been able to do comedy on the side, I, I would have been able to balance the two and I would have been okay, right? Exactly. But the fact that it took me way out, I was doing shit I hated with people I didn't like, and I couldn't do comedy. Like, it was just like, you know, it sucked. Bro, I did that. When I graduated, I graduated in 2014. Okay. And I moved to Detroit to work in the automotive industry for a mechanical engineering firm. Okay. And in Detroit, this before I like, I always loved stand up for a long time, but I never, I'm so like, like I was born in Sudan. I came to Canada when I was six. So okay. the, the idea of me doing comedy never registered, even though I was funny, I was funny since grade one. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
But the idea of mon- getting money, career, comedy, those things never connected. Yeah. Until I'm I was in your 2019 phase where I was in Detroit working with people that like, I don't want to say I didn't like them. I liked them, but, uh, I, w- I got thrown into an office that it's all married men. It's all 45-year-old fathers. All of them. Okay. Yeah. And, and now I'm in living in a city. I don't know anybody, and I have no young people around me. I, I'm, I did that for years, depressed, bro, before I did my first open mic. Years. Man. I didn't do but my first did open you, mic till 2016. But did you do it in Detroit? Is that where you started? I, I did it in Detroit for about five months. And then I moved to uh, San Francisco because I got a job in uh, San Mateo, like Silicon Valley. Oh, dude, I'm going there. I'm going there tonight. <laughs> San Mateo? Yeah. For what? Just the food? I, yeah, I got, a, I got a couple of friends out there. So I'm actually going to spend the, the, this weekend. Like, it's Friday here now. It's Friday for you guys too, right? Friday yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. What do you think I don't this is earth, bro? <laughs> this nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> Yo, it's right. It's 2020 for me. Is it for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I get, I, so I'm going to San Francisco tonight and then I'm going to be staying in like, uh, I think it's like Hayward and then San Mateo. I'm going to go there just to check out some new friends. Hell yeah. I, took yeah. The day work, so. I was just there too, bro. I was just there in February linking up with my boys. Nice. Did a bunch what, of February shit. this year? What? February this year. February this year, bro. Right before COVID. Uh-huh. Man, you just travel, huh? Bro, I had all these Delta Sky Miles left over from the corporate days. I didn't have money. Oh, I'm thinking. It was a, it was a free flight, and I'm crashing at my boys' places. No paid hotel or anything. Oh, you're chilling. You're chilling. Okay. I'm chilling, bro. And yeah, I still, what? If you have friends and family in different places, it, you're, you're going to travel, and you're gonna, your life is, is easy. It's the best. I have family in London. I have family in, uh, in, in Dark in the Middle East. I got family in, uh, in Canada. My brother lives in Canada. He lives in Ottawa. Yeah, he told me Ottawa. And, yeah, and then, there's, uh, and then there's us here. So any member of my family want to go, there's like four continents right there. Just go. That's fucking sick, dude. I went to San Fran, and I have friends. A lot of, like, I went to a school called the University of Waterloo. I don't know if you heard it, but. Yeah, they, I did. You heard of it, right? Yeah. Because they feed everybody. Everybody graduates the University of Waterloo, goes to the Bay Area, okay? Yeah. They're all okay. in the Bay Area startups. Bro, half my friends work at Google, Apple, blah, blah, blah. So I'm always uh, there chilling. And then nice. I got boys in LA doing the same thing. So I crashed there too. But man, it's so, there's so many engineer comics. It's so funny. Yeah, it really is. Dude, there's, there's this Muslim kid. Um, I don't know if you heard back. There was like a video going viral about him asking some African brother to prove he's Muslim by reciting the Quran. No, I haven't, seen seen this. I haven't seen this. No. Okay. It's viral. It's just this kid, right? He's a chemical engineer. Yeah. Literally in his bio, it says chemical engineering during the day, comedian at night. Right? Oh, so on just, TikTok? Yeah. No, no, no. It, he has a TikTok now, but he, he started on Instagram. Okay, right? okay. And so I'm looking at his page. So this is, this is the first time I've seen an engineer do comedy. And to tell you the truth, like, I hope, he, you know, this never, no one figures out who I'm talking about, but I just saw his videos. I never found it funny. Oh, he just like, wasn't I, that funny. It was, maybe it's just not my humor. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Cause me and you, me and you, we do skits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. If you saw me on stage, you my Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause we're TikTok. We, we figured out what we're pretty much redoing our own version of Chappelle's show. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's really what it's we're doing, bro. The low, low budget one in our. That's like, Chappelle show is low budget, bro. 
Just because it was it wildly was, successful, it was a low. Well, go watch season one, bro. That's low budget. Yeah, yeah. I, I, dude, I was actually watching it, dude. The thing is that uh, amazing about Dave Chappelle is that his stuff stands the test of time, regardless. Like, yeah. it always, always, it's always relevant. Absolutely, it's called evergreen content. That's what, like, even on my TikTok and my Instagram, that's what I try to make evergreen stuff. So, regardless, yeah. like right now, there's so much protest stuff that I'm like, you gotta you got to skew and like capture that because it's the whole energy of the current times. Yeah, yeah. But besides that, I really like to do evergreen. Like I really at least try to brainstorm and come up with evergreen ideas. Shit that like if someone stumbles on my account three years from now, it does, it's, it's not any different. Exactly. Dude, that's what I want to do regardless. But it's there's something Even my stand-up. Same thing with my stand-up. Yeah, because the stand-up, so for me, like, it was hard because when I started TikTok, I was like, man, I got some stand-up jokes. I don't want to use them for my TikToks because that's all my material gone, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, you know what? I have whatever. So I decided my stand-up is going to be personal and my TikTok is going to be about whatever and whoever and, you know, whatever I hear, see, uh, and I'm exposed to. And my comedy is going to be like personal experiences, that I, because I always throw like a what if spin on everything, right? Yeah, so I don't yeah, know how yeah. You your material. Do you like do you do it burst based on like personal experiences or what? Are you talking about stand up or videos? No, no, for your for your videos, your TikTok. Bro, I do it all, almost all of personal experiences or funny observations. My TikTok is the Wild West. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's the Wild West. Anything funny. <clears throat> I will drop it on there. I don't, I don't think twice about it because TikTok is like a quantity game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I don't sure. think – I used to be like, oh, it's not a perfect idea. It's not, it's not Chappelle level. I'm not going to do it. Fuck that. Now if it's – I have yeah. a funny idea. Even if it's eight seconds, I'll throw it up, right? Yeah, and it works. So among that, <laughs> my def, I could easily tell you that my most successful stuff is all the personal stuff, all the personal memories and funny – a lot of the stuff I, 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 on my videos, you know, is like the immigrant uh, coming up as an immigrant. As a first okay. generation with immigrant parents, that life. That's a lot of my videos. That's how I was introduced to your video. My, my boy sent me one of your videos yeah. that had to do with, uh, I think it was you and your dad. Well, it was you playing your dad. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? And it was going back and forth. I think it was something to do about engineering or I can't remember exactly the concept. It was like maybe two months ago or something. Okay, yeah, it's not a lot. That's half the videos. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so I remember he sent me like a specific video. He's like, yo, because in your bio it says actor comedian, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, yo, look, there's another black guy. He's an actor and comedian and he's an engineer. Go check him out. I was like, bro, that's like three of the things I the identify trifecta, with. Right? The triple double. <laughs> so I go and follow and then I'm like, on top of that, he's Muslim. I'm like, oh, and then I told my boy, I was like, yo, you know, he's Muslim, right? And yeah. then he's just like, are you serious? I was like, bro, his name's Abbas. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> and his name is Muhammad. I'm like, how did you not spot that? Like, <laughs> Your name is Sammy Adan. That's why I'm like, I don't know. You sound like a fucking Lebanese a, uh, singer or some shit. That's a stage name. That's a stage name. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, That's a stage name. My, Legit, I have huh? a, I have what's a Somali. Yeah, what's yours? Wait, wait. Let me, uh, Muhammad Abdel Gadir or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. Let me say, uh, uh, Abdijama. Uh, so, okay, I'll, I'll give you an easy hint. It's nothing Abdi related. Okay, what is it then? It's what summit. What, what first name? What summit? What summit? Yeah. And last name. 
Edan. It's the same last name. Oh, okay. Same. What's up? Have your boys been calling you Sammy or Sammy just came up when you did the first open mic? No, no. Sammy was like since I was a kid. Oh, okay. Fuck it. Then, yeah. Then that's sick. Because yeah. I, I personally believe that nowadays the stage name doesn't help you unless it's part of like what your people, unless it's like what people been calling you, unless it's part of your identity. It's back the times have gone of like, you need a stage name. I actually don't think it helps you, but if that's what people have been calling you, your Instagram, yeah. all that stuff says Sammy, then it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, really. My name is, like, sorry, sorry, keep going. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, it wouldn't make sense if I change it now. It's like, I don't, I don't, first of all, I don't want a stage name, but it's like, I forget what my name would be. Like I, I would just hear somebody calling it and I, I wouldn't, you know, yeah. and if you go back to my tweets, go back to my Twitters, if you go back to my Instagram, you see my comments, you're always going to see someone say Sammy something. Sammy, and, yeah, yeah. Know. So then it's all fine. Yeah. It's all consistent. My name exactly. is, uh, my name is Abbas Abdel Wahab. Abbas Abdel Wahab. Yeah. But that's one of them. Right? No, the bro, the <laughs> bro, my name is Abbas Ali Hussein Abdel Wahab. <laughs> that, that's like, uh, like Sahaba level name. Yeah, right, exactly. Bro, I'm one of the original niggas on the camel and shit. Yo, yo, <laughs> yo, but when I started comedy, I dropped the Abdel because the Abdel is very confused. Like, even in engineering, people would assume the Abdel was a middle name and the Wahab was the last name. So okay. I just dropped the Abdel. So Everything I do for acting, at comedy, everything is Abbas, I say Abbas Wahab. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's catchy though. But it's still the like, same thing. All nice people still know me as Abbas, so that yeah. that never really changed, you know. And yeah, Abbas, yeah, yeah. I wanted a two-word thing. I, Abdel Abbas Abdel Wahab, you know. And even like, who knows? Maybe in like my like knowledge militant phase of my career later on. I'll go okay. by the full name. Like, you know, like how most deaf went to Yasin Bey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go call me Abbas Al Hussein Abdel Wahab. <laughs> you should wait until you get like the biggest interview and just, and then be like, so tell us a little about yourself and then just drop the whole name. Like, yeah. And then, and then play the Azan on my phone <laughs> 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 and just make direct eye contact as it's playing. <laughs> just don't blink. Just... And then just be like, Allah is watching. <laughs> They're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I have a, so I was going to drop, so my last name is Edan, E-D-A-N, right? But mm. I, thought, I thought it was always catchy it was E-D-E-N. So Eden, like the paradise, like garden of paradise. Yeah, right? garden of Eden. But then I was like, I searched Sam Eden and there's some tennis player called Sam Eden. That's first, right? But second, it's like Eden sounds so just like, I don't know, Sam Eden sounds like you're just trying too hard to have a safe name. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and the second thing is, Edan is your actual last name, right? Yeah. And, and Sam is what and, actually people call you, right? Yeah. So forget about trying to massage it into this perfect thing, you know? Yeah, I figured I'll just leave it as. And I have like a, I already got an email address with Edan. I don't want to like do all this bull and just change it, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm even, I'm even super corny. I got Edan on my license plate. That's fucking. <laughs> that means you got two hundred and fifty dollars of disposable income. That's not too bad. I don't know how expensive it is there, but here it's like 40 bucks. Oh, it's it's 250 here. Oh, wow. Yeah, nah. bro. Don't you know you get raped? Didn't your boy tell you? Didn't your brother tell you about Ottawa? Didn't he tell you what he's paying for I phone bill? It's I'm, rape here, bro. What do you pay? What car do you have? So, well, ours is kind of different because I have my whole family plan on it. But if I were to get a single one, I could probably get away with like $40, $50. Wait, no, I'm talking about, do you have a car? You said car or do you or have a car, food? a driving car? Yeah, yeah, I have a car. Yeah, yeah. How much do you? What car? I have a Kia. I have an Optima. 
Key Optima. Let me guess. You pay. Do you, is it insured just for you? Yeah. Or the family? Uh, just for me. Probably like seventy to hundred bucks a month, right? About I pay a hundred, hundred and ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah. See here, that'd be like two twenty, bro. It's like insurance here is double the price. Phone bills here, mine ten gigabytes of data, bro. It's all a hundred bucks. Everything is just for one all, line. One line, yes, personal. Because in the states, you have such a uh, a higher density population in the same mm. landmass. So yeah. the the like telecommunications people, there's a lot more competition in the states than there is here. Here, there's like two, three big players. I mean, it's a, kind of the same AT and T, Verizon, blah blah blah. But there, yeah, there's you such got one called Rogers, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm with Fido, who's owned by oh, Rogers owns Fido. It's kind of how like you know, some little one will pop up that uses AT&T's towers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got you. That same little hustle where they rebrand and they go, we have better plans and that bullshit. But it's all expensive here because we have a huge landmass and a tenth of the population. I didn't realize, yeah, because I think, yeah, and that makes a lot of sense because you're trying to cover, you're trying to cover more land for less Exactly, people. but the so insurance, that, yeah. the car insurance, it doesn't make any sense. It's that like, one doesn't make sense. That's just rape, you, you know? There's less chance of you actually hitting Exactly, <laughs> if anything, it should be cheaper. <laughs> it should be, that's the logic. You can't apply that, oh, man. I could go in on this forever, but whatever. Oh, I, so, so when you talk about your TikTok videos, like you do personal experiences, like for me, I do one or two things that it's never personal, to be honest with you. It's always stuff that I've seen that I just try to redo, right? Like I did a, I did a joke about cops at protests, right? Because yeah. I saw it. I yeah. saw cops at protests. I saw them giving interviews, and I know it's not true because I saw them beat, like, this kid's ass in front of me and then go yeah. on there and be like, oh, you know, we're going to take a knee at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. or something. Oh, I'm actually. Like, That's bull, right? So yeah, I made yeah. videos like that. But I think the videos that I enjoy doing the most it's always those like, what if, you know, like, like I'm watching Harry Potter every year, by the way, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Okay. Yeah, bro. I am too. I mean, I, I read all the, that was the first big book I read. Yeah. Same year. Yeah. I've been since 20, since 2016, I've been having a marathon every year, all, all eight movies. Damn. That's crazy. That's every year. That, that's right? some of that. That's bro. That's jihad level dedication. bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's ISIS is going to come and like, try to scout you, bro. That's dedication. <laughs> I'm telling you like without fail, I go back and I watch all eight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so this year I was like, I was watching it like a couple nights ago and Dumbledore, right. He like, he take, he asked Harry Potter to uh, come up to his, his, uh, his room. Right. His chamber. And yeah. he's like, in his chambers and all hours of the night like this guy is asking a kid to come to his room at like 2 a.m yeah yeah right? <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's harry to, it's the chosen one <laughs> right <laughs> so i started thinking to myself i was like you know what what if this nigga was gay right? <laughs> so <laughs> today's video like this is how i get inspired today's video is gonna be a, a, a back and forth between harry potter and dumbledore and dumbledore's gay yeah <laughs> dude that's this so is, fun this is how I come up with stuff. Bro, you're, yeah, like, I, you have a lot of that stuff. I have that, that's probably the absurd, slightly the absurd. That's, like, a lot more. My stuff is, like, recreating memories, recreating things that, like, a lot of people think that it's just them. Yeah. But you do a lot of, like, what ifs, like you were saying. Like, I saw your one video that cracked me up. It was, like, how the fucking... 
how the hacker guy in, in movies, the team, well, there's always like a heist yeah, yeah, yeah. team. The hacker's always a smart ass dude, like and like smart alecky, like he's just a he's a prick. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's based on you know criminal minds, right? I yeah, I yeah, I, I don't I is the guy on there like a total dick and he says random idioms? No, it's a girl. Her name's Penelope Garcia. Okay. Right? And she's always she's always That's like, hot. you know, super, super cocky because like she's she's just amazing, right? So she's super cocky about her. And like, hot too. She's hot work. for sure, right? No, she's no, she's not. But okay. that's, I mean, that wasn't the point. The point is that she flirts, <laughs> she flirts with all the FBI agents or oh. one in particular. One in particular, she flirts with him and she always takes it too far. It's always her taking it too far. Like he'll say something like, Hey, sweetheart, what you got for me today? Or, Hey, Hey baby girl, what, you know, can you help us out here? But she would always take it to the next level. So I thought to myself, okay, if she took it to like, you know, asking him on dates while on FBI on the clock, right? She's still working. Yeah. Then I'm just gonna take it to like eating ass, like. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> like, I just wanted it to be like a step earlier, you know, a step further. That's how I. That's how. That's I do so it. funny, bro. Yo, on uh, when open mics and comedy is going, how many comedians talk about eating ass? How's you know? What I mean? Everybody it, it, has you know, a bit on eating ass. It, everyone, and the thing is, really, to be honest with you, I never do that stuff in in. Cause I can't, I can't identify with eating ass. Like I just don't do that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would, I can't, I don't go on stage and talk about it. I would only, I would, but the, the dick jokes in Sacramento are, are just in the, in the, in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Every, Not a lot without, to do in Sacramento, without, bro. Without fail. First of all, our roster for comedy, it's like 80% white. I'll say 80, 80, 85% white. You know, Mark Smalls, he came from Sacramento, right? I don't know who that is. Actually, he's like he's like he's one of the guys popping off now that came originally from that scene. Oh, nice! His name is Mark Smalls. Yeah, he's he just opened for Bobby Lee, and Bobby Lee plugged him on his podcast. Like he's on that. Oh, yeah. like, he's on that opening and featuring level. You know, he's he's That's doing nice. work. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I I always love seeing people from where I am get there because it always tells you like yo you can do it too. You know. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, dude. Yeah. We. Uh, dude, yo, you know, the video that I, I w fell in love with your shit was the fucking, the go-to, the one I think is your best video. The one with like the Somali uncle, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that, yeah. that, 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 uh, that comedic timing for the pause and the look and around, the I was like, this guy's a seriously funny guy. <laughs> I, you know, what's crazy. The, the, the I, I started doing that. I just chopped, I just did one video, right? It was just like, it wasn't even called Uncle Abdi. At that time, it just uneducated uncles giving speeches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, because I it's a lion. <laughs> yeah. By the way, this is based on a true story. This oh, is 100 Bro, bro. I grew 100%. up in the mosque. I know all about yeah. that. And I grew up with Somalis. Woodia, Woodia, come here. <laughs> you know? He really sat me down and like, this was like, he gave me a 15 minute lecture and this was like the end. This is what he came. This is what I came away with. This, this was the culmination. <laughs> this is, yeah, that was it. And I was like, this is ridiculous. So when I dropped that video, to be honest with you, I, you know, like with, like with anyone that's funny, like you just do jokes and then one pops out. Like you don't, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't know which, them, right? To be honest, when I did it, it wasn't a series. It was just uneducated uncles talking shit. Right. I dropped it. And everyone was like, hey, yo, do a series, do a series. And so I started doing series. And then I, I nicknamed him Uncle Abdi, right? Because yeah. I'm very obviously Somali looking. And, yeah, you know, I, it was the it most Somali name, yeah. Yeah, so I did it. But, dude, I freaking hate doing this character. 
Oh, why? I don't know. It's just so cringy to me. Like to me, like the over-the-top Muslim humor of like um, of like praying and like you know those kind of stuff. If it's not if it's not like a really good, well done yeah, skit, it's really it's so funny. Cringy. Yeah, yeah, it's really cringy to me because I've seen it a million times, right? Yeah. Okay. I so feel. I hate doing it. Yeah. I I don't know what it is, but I hate doing it. And then people keep like literally. There's this guy. He's not even Muslim, bro. He came to my Instagram and commented on one of my random photos and goes, hey, yo, we need Uncle Abdi, bro. I'm like, you don't even know what he's talking about. Like, you know, but whatever. I just keep doing it because it's what people enjoy. But I absolutely despise doing this character. That's right? so fucking funny, dude. That's so funny how, like, people, the audience decides what your thing is going to become, you know? Right, exactly. But Someone One of my videos, I do a format of videos where it's a kid in the backseat asking something and, and then the white parents tell him that and then the yeah. immigrant, that thing, I did it one time for a white kid passing by McDonald's and be like, McDonald's, McDonald's. The, my my then, favorite one that you did that was with that series was the one where you said, uh, oh, that one's fat. That guy's fat. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Shaitan in his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I, I grew up fat, like I heard all of this stuff. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> you got fat humor, bro. That's why you're funny. I think so, man. I think. It's, I, do you think that? Do you think like your comedy comes from pain in any way? Uh, it comes from what? Sorry. Like pain, like uh, something. Yeah, a hundred percent, bro. What the fuck, man? I came here. I came here six years old. Didn't speak English. Grew up in a white neighborhood. Trying to. Trying to be as similar as possible when you're a kid yeah, you don't yeah. want to be different there's no value uh -huh. there's no currency in uniqueness as a kid yeah what my mom called me on the phone or, or something i'd be i'd make sure to be away from the other kids if i was going to speak arabic yeah you I know see. like i didn't want yeah. them to see me i didn't want it to be the same to, for the most so all that shit you know being i was raised like aggressive muslim not like regular level muslim yeah you know, you know, you ever been to a nigga's house where they have, where they have uh, pieces of paper with duas on the back of every bathroom? <laughs> like, here's the dua for entering the house. Here's the dua for exiting oh, the house. hardcore. That's yeah, hard. the highest. Bro, I was in a thing called Duxi. I was in this Ethiopian nigga's basement learning to memorize Juzo Amma. Yeah, that's, that's a... In Ontario. Yeah, we had, we had in Ontario. Same, yeah, we had the same thing called Duxi, except when we used to go to his house, and then at some point, it just got, there was just way too many kids. Yeah. So they just start coming to our house. Oh, right? like what, they'd come separately. But that's yeah, good. Yeah. They, like, they can't act a fool. They can't go hard if they're at your house. I had to go to his house. No, no, no. I got beaten in my house. Oh, legit. I would think it wouldn't I, happen like that. Yeah, no, no. My dad encouraged it. <laughs> of course. That's perfect. <laughs> Dude, that's, have, you been, yo, have you been back to Somalia? Yes. I went back in uh, 20... I'll say when I was, uh, when did I go? 10 years, about 10, 11 years ago. So okay, about 2010, yeah. 2010. Yeah. 2010, 2011. What was your, uh, what was your experience? Like, what did you think when you first saw Somalia? Cause you weren't born. Uh, like yeah. So I was, I guess I'll start it off like this. I shat on myself the first night. Yeah. Like the heat legit. and like the food. No, no, like legit. I just shat on myself. Like I had to throw the sheets over the wall. Can you give was... me context? What was it? <laughs> diarrhea? What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It was diarrhea. Bro, I came there skinny. Like I just, I was fat, lost a bunch of weight. And then I got there. And you know how like those people are just like, oh my God, this guy's starving. Like he needs to eat. 
Yeah. So they just shoved food down my throat. Shoved oh, okay. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even let me get to like the rice. Like they would just shove meat down my throat, you know? Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> and then, and you know, as I, I was shy, I could, I, bro. I was, You're not going to say I was, no. Yeah, I wasn't going to say no. So I kept eating, eating. And yeah, that was horrible. I shot myself the first night. And then after that, I got, I got robbed a few times. Uh, a few times? Is it standard there? Standard. If you don't get robbed, you didn't go. <laughs> yeah. Were you really in Somalia? <laughs> yeah, were you really there? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I got, uh, you know, those, those crazy people. I went to a zoo where the tiger, the, the lion was literally behind, like, I would say, like, uh, you know that, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, you know those screen doors? Like the Japanese style? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, you know, you know the, the screen doors you have in your backyard? Yeah, yeah, the glass. You, like, behind the glass, what's that other like? That mesh, the mesh. The mesh, the mesh, yeah. Literally, this tiger, fully grown tiger is being held behind mesh. <laughs> I, if, he, if he even wanted to, like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he could just like literally put his arm through it if he felt like it, just Yo, to scare the shit out. You'd have to call Joe Exotic to get him back. <laughs> <laughs> So I, that was the zoo that I went to. And then they told us, uh, like, I went there to see two lines. <coughs> I only saw one. So we asked. <laughs> so, I, so naturally, I asked for my money back. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I, I just asked. I was like, yo, where's the other one? And I swear to you, the guy was like, it, it's around here somewhere. <laughs> Bro, I've never ran. <laughs> Nigga, it's a lion. I've never ran so fast in my car you know in my life man that's so it was just funny, out and about bro one time i was in cairo i was I just wanted to went to sudan when i was five or got in grade five ten years old me and the whole family went to sudan i spent mm. the whole summer there i also shit myself that first summer i went back <laughs> to sudan bro but that was from the heat i'd remember farting and then feeling a liquid go down my thigh down my calf and just starting to panic because i was around people you know, yeah. that's, that's that African heat will make you, it'll, it'll melt your shit in your system. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah, terrible. But bro, we went to Egypt for two weeks after. And I remember in Cairo, we were at a zoo and there was a lion in a cage. And the nigga was like, uh, you know, Elf Dinar for like, hear the lion roar for like a buck. Right? What? Yeah. I'm like, oh, like, can I control that? I paid the nigga a buck. Yo, this nigga just took a stick and just started poking it, okay? <laughs> Yo, this is what the lion did. The first poke, he was like, <laughs> right? And then he poked him again, and the lion was like, Nyeh. and then he poked him the third time, the lion was like, Rawr! and everyone's like, oh. I'm like, this is fucked up, yo. This is, this is abuse. I'm 10, bro. I'm like, this is a fuck. I didn't know you were going to poke him. I wouldn't have paid. Oh, this is oh. the bait? No, that was in Cairo. That was in Egypt. That was in Cairo. Okay. No, Man, you said all over, huh? No, no. That was just like, if you're in Sudan and you're going to have a connecting flight through Cairo and your dad has friends in Cairo, just uh, extend okay. the connection, go there, see the pyramids, make a, like the money is, the bulk of the money is going from Canada to Sudan. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And we only did that trip once every five years because we have a big ass family, right? Yeah. So you just double up on it. That's what we did the next time. We did that for Qatar. We lingered for a couple of days there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it was a connection. Because Qatar, you connect a lot through it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, 
but yeah, man, it's just jokes, dude. Like <laughs> uh, going back is funny. It's like, a, I haven't been back in like a decade, but the reason I brought up Somalia, I, I worked with this guy for a bit. Who's this young Somalian kid. And he told me that, uh, 90% of the people in Somalia live off of money that they get from outside the country. I, I wouldn't say a percentage. I don't know. But yeah, it's very, very, uh, that's very, that's very true. Cause I mean, even, you know, just my household, just, you know, we're not doing so well, but we still send money back home. Yeah. So. Just because the exchange rate and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? We, we, I mean, you kind of have to, it's like, like, you know, I remember one time I asked my dad, we all came to him. It's like, yo, yo, can we, can we get this laptop? This, that, this, this, and we all had our demands. Right. Yes. <laughs> he sat us down, you know, he goes, he like, he schooled us. He's like, you know, there's people with your last name that don't have a meal for tomorrow. And then we all felt bad. We're like, man, Okay, fine, whatever. I'll, we won't, maybe, maybe next time, right? Whatever. Yeah. And so we just grew up knowing that, like, you know, this is just something that you have to do. Like, you, a portion of the money that you have, already when I get paid, I already know there's a portion going to someone else just so they could live, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a lot of people don't have that. I think that, that, that might be part of privilege is not knowing that thing, you know? As yeah. Soon as soon I could work when I was 15, I was giving my mom allowances. I still, yeah. like... My mom, her car, all the years, it's like you're so intertwined with the fi family finances and back home and all that type of stuff that yeah, other people yeah. would be shocked. You know what I mean? Really? I, like, I, re I remember knowing our finances, not to the extent I know it now, but like I knew where we were in terms of finances at like the age of like 12. Yeah, like, way just too early. Like yeah. way too early and so you grow up just feeling like you know i think that's one of the reasons why like i think money just became one of those things where like it was like a way out because we just wanted to be able to live you know in that's a way why that's why they push money it. our money that's why right? immigrants have that mentality for a doctor and engineer because those are that's playing it safe you know what i mean immigrants they got out of a fucked up situation now let's make our kids have professions that are necessary for society you know Exactly. We're not going to tell you to start tap dancing or some shit like that because that's a gamble. They, they, they haven't made it this far doing gambles like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think that I think the second generation in America is too soon to be like chasing dreams, you know, <laughs> like that's where we are. Yeah, you know no, I mean? but I don't I don't agree with that, bro. I don't agree with that. Like when on I say paper, I mean, from their perspective. Not oh, ours. from the yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 100 well, yeah, percent. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like real life. I'm no, like, no, nigga, no. you do comedy. What do you mean? No, no, in real life, you should, right? Yeah, no, yeah. But for them, they're like, yo, we, like for them, it's just like a mentality of survival. Like they just got here. Hey, everybody get into this field, nursing, doctor, lawyer, engineer, whatever. The critical and things, yeah. you turn around and you say, uh, I want to be a comedian. It's like, bro, maybe your kid can be a comedian, but yeah. you need to be an engineer. Yeah, exactly, right? You know? which is sad as fuck for someone who's creative because people like you and I are doing it regardless. But some people who... I feel bad for him, but fuck him at the same time. If you let <laughs> fuck in the sense that if you have a thing you want to pursue yeah, and they said, no, you don't get to pursue this because we're immigrants. You have to do the tried and true path. Yeah. And you don't pursue that. Other, all you really have to do is make sure you get money to contribute to the cause in general. And keep that's pursuing, it. if you don't pursue your thing, that's on you. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not, like, it, it, you can do both. You did your engineering degree and you're doing open mics after. So I'm not going to sit yeah. here and listen to, like, some 
sob story from someone who's like, oh, my parents, they wouldn't let. No, if you wanted to do it, you would have found a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means you, you didn't really want it. Exactly. It's like not Dave easy. Said, that's a brittle spirit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? That mean, yeah, that's a fucking brittle spirit, dude. That's exactly. He's like, um, you can kiss that homework goodbye, Fuha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that engineering homework. So, Yo, it kills me, bro. Yo, I, oh, I was going to say, in, you know, I told you 90% they uh, get it from, that's what that guy told me about Somalia, 90% they yeah, get yeah, it from yeah. out of the country. He said, you know, Western Union, how you transfer money with Western Union? Yeah. And there's always like a couple small ones that the, for Sudan, there's different ones. There's always an uncle going to Somalia who can take 9,000 cash. You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. weird, right? <laughs> but yeah. he told me that like once a month or twice a month, when that money, the big service that, does that he he told me it was the longest in like Djibouti he told me it was the longest line he's seen in his life was that the day the money transfers from abroad and everyone goes yeah. to the money place to get their money in Somalia I heard I because my dad he said was it was the longest point. line he'd ever seen in his life damn. I was like damn yeah. that's crazy and what's crazy those people probably walk to that line so they've been traveling for like a day or something yeah uphill probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> hundred degrees yeah <laughs> but no that's a hundred that's that's true and i think i think uh i think with with immigrants i think that's why uh i don't know how to explain it but like i think our family i won't say this as a broad statement but like i think because we're so intertwined like as a kid of like helping out yeah like even even when you grow up your money's not your money yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like like no real, real immigrant goes to work, gets his check and thinks, hey, this is all mine. No, no one thinks that way. Well, I mean, if you're an immigrant and like the immigration process and, killed and, everybody else. <laughs> then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're, if you're wealthy, that might be different. But I'm saying like the typical, typical. Like, yeah, maybe, yeah, like, no, it's always a collective. Like, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I think it does something for your character like later on. Like you become, you become more charitable. You become more empathetic. Dude, I couldn't, uh, you, I couldn't agree more, man. It, it makes you, it trains you to be more selfless than otherwise would happen, you know? When your birthday, you have a list of birthday presents. Like, I know kids that every dollar they make is theirs undisputably. They give the, and then, then they give their like W-2 to their parents who do the taxes and then give them back the tax money and they uh, pay off anything that they need extra help with. And that's not bad. One day when I have kids, I don't want them to struggle the way I struggled. I struggled too much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I struggled yeah. too much, bro. There's a nice middle ground. And I don't, I'm never going to have a fucking kid go through Duxie getting beat for, bro, half the, <laughs> bro, half my class was Somalian. We're memorizing Quran. They're not even teaching the, the interpretation. They're not even oh, yeah, teaching yeah. what it yeah. means. They were only was, memorizing. I'm like, what I are we told, doing? I, I was told word for word. It doesn't, you don't need to know what it means. What? Yeah, exactly. What? It it's literally like being beat to memorize old Hamlet, you know? You're like, I don't yeah. understand this old English. Just, under, just fucking learn it. It just means that I can, it just means I can lead Salah, right? Yeah. So, but now I'm leading Salah and all the people who are like Arabic native like speakers behind me are crying at the soda and I'm thinking, what am I saying? Exactly. I'm yeah. so emotional, right. Right? It wasn't part of the curriculum apparently. Yeah. That's the least important thing. It really yeah, yeah, it really is. I think I think that's how I started. Like for me, like my kitab, even here, right here, it's got like the translation 
and it's got the transliteration and it's got the uh, Arabic. So like if I struck, cause I'm really, really slow at reading Arabic, like actual, yeah. right? So yeah. I read transliteration when I'm just trying to read like, you know, normal speed. And then I read the translation. Like I never go past a page without reading the translation. Cause to me, it just, it didn't, what's the point? it didn't, yeah. What's the point? Yeah. I agree. Man. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's benefit in it. Right. Just reading this has in it, but like, it's like, I need to know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I really started, there was the way I grew up, like I said, raised, it was so militant that questioning anything was like forbidden, you know, and like, oh, yeah. not just forbidden, but like, it almost like, imagine like, like a bunch of Abdi Somalian uncle cab drivers, what, uh, looking at a girl who's like walking in a sundress sexy as shit judgment right <laughs> like you know what i mean like look yeah, at the whore. Sure, look you know what i mean yeah like, that type of hate for questioning so it's like it was so militant you don't question you don't this and that so it's like i've really pulled away from that and i like i question everything now and i'm like i had a phase where i was like no islam's not for me man i'm like the pendulum once you go free the pendulum goes the other way right okay once you're raised here like hold the pendulum all the way here extreme and it lets go and you're living alone it goes the total other way right and as i get older and like see things and you know i get wiser whatever you want to call it wisdom you you come back you You come come back back. i'm not coming back to the other end i'm never gonna it's just you it's been let go so now slowly as i get older it's gonna find it's a nice place in the middle I, I got you. No, you know what I, I mean? Like it was held here before it swung the total other way and it's leveling out uh, like uh, reaching a nice realistic middle ground equilibrium as I get older. I think, yeah, I was, I think I was uh, definitely raised. I was not extreme. I wasn't, I don't think that I was even, I think my house was, but it was, it wasn't forced based on basically like the religion. It was more just like culture. It's like, Hey, you're not supposed to do this. Word. Yeah. Okay. It was, For, it was never really like, oh, this is haram, don't do that. It's more like, hey, yo, we don't do this. Don't do that. Yeah. Right? Like, it's weird to do this. So, it, for me, it was never really like, I think this is a good thing. It wasn't like, it wasn't tied to the religion. Like, the strictness in my house wasn't tied to religion. So, I didn't grow up hating it. Good. Right? Yeah, I, see, that's what happened to me. That's what happened. Yeah. Right? But that, and <laughs> a lot of people I know that, like, they, it wasn't tied. So, it's like, they don't have that, like, uh, resentment in their heart for yeah. it. Yeah, because like, dude, you, you're a kid and you ask, oh, can we go get ice cream haram? Like, what? Yeah. So you grow up, you've been told everything's haram. So you're like, okay, well, I don't, you know, if I can't, if I can't do anything, then, then, then I, I don't like this thing, right? Bro, that I, stops you from doing anything. Bro, when so I was- I never had the resentment, but I did. I, oh, I had the, res- I didn't have the resentment, but I just knew that there was, um, that there was more to what I was like, how I was living. Like I knew that what I was doing wasn't always, like I knew like when I wasn't praying that I wasn't living right. Okay, I knew that when I wasn't, you know, exactly. so there was a certain, certain amount of guilt, but I never did anything about it. I just sort of sat and like enjoyed my life. And like, yeah. I had a bunch of my friends. Like I literally sat with this guy, <laughs> this Arab guy, and he had a friend over and he was like, yo, I'm not gonna fast today. So I looked at him like, what? Like, what do you mean you're not gonna fast today? Like, it's Ramadan, man. Like, I, I've been fasting since I was eight, so that was absurd. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm having, I'm having a friend over and like, man, like, he's gonna want breakfast and like, you know, how can I not eat with him? You know, that's rude, that's bad manners, 
right? Doesn't Islam say something about manners? I'm like, oh, because <laughs> I was like, this guy's lost it, right? Yeah, yeah right. So, it's, it's one way or the other. I think I don't judge, yeah. but it's one way or the other. It's not like if you're gonna fast, you're gonna fast. If you're not, you can't be like uh, today, this or that. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, it's like Ramadan is like the, the only time, like as a kid, Ramadan was the only time I had my shit together because I did not want to fast for 16 hours and have it count for nothing. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I don't want that sunk cost shit. I was the same, dude. I was the same. But uh, I mean, look at us now, though, bro. We They did the same shit. All paths cross. What's, what's your plan? Like, you want to keep doing engineering until the comedy is in a place where it can give you some sort of financial freedom? Exactly. I think that's the, the end goal for everyone. I think right now, um, that's going to be a long time from now. But I think the quarantine kind of helped me because like, I knew I needed a social media kind of presence. And I, and, I, and I also need to work on the craft because if you got one without the other, you're kind of just you're like... Fucked. Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, you need them both. Yeah, yeah, You need both. So I was like, okay, you know what? This quarantine allows me to build up the social media presence. I was like, cool, that works. Same. That's Yeah, but, same here. But uh, the... You know, what's suffering now is obviously my stage work, right? Because I don't have anything. But everybody's, everybody's is too. But everyone, yeah. So, but uh, I think stage work, I can get back into the, to the, you know, I'll have a couple of bad days and then I'll, I'll get back into the rhythm of things. But like, man, this, I'm like really upset with like TikTok because like, man, I keep looking at these likes and views. I'm like, man, how am I not like popping off already? Like, this is ridiculous. Like to me, I watch my video. I don't think I'm because I, I hate watching my own videos. Like I hate it. I hate my voice. I hate what I'm doing. Same. Yeah, same, same. Disgusting to me, right? Yeah, a lot of artists but, are like that. Yeah. But I watch other people's and I'm like, how did this person get a million views? How did this person get a I'm like, because at least I'm like I'm not I'm not I don't like my videos, but I can I can be objective enough to be like, yo, at least my one's better than this one. And I only got like ten thousand views and this guy got a million. How? Yeah. It's like it. Sometimes you'll be so confident with a video on TikTok and it'll go nowhere, and mm-hmm. then sometimes you think it's a dud and it'll do amazing. It's like I don't really, I don't know if it's the algorithm. I don't know if it's like uh, human nature, something about it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You know, sometimes it's like the colors that they use, the brevity of the video, the song choice, the way we do TikTok. You realize that that's for the most part we're kind of swimming against the stream. Yeah, TikTok yeah, is yeah. designed for you got to have a song on in the background and use the text and do do like face stuff. So just be like, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> that and like be like, and then mom came in and like it's written mom. Exactly. And she's got, you know, it's all this like, it's almost like a silent movie with a back, with a song in the background. Those exactly. are the big TikTokers. We're doing like straight up sketch and stuff like that, which is exactly. But you also, I've noticed with you, you do a lot of hashtags. I would reduce, uh, try reducing the hashtags to just FYP and just comedy and see what happens. Okay, I'll do that for sure. What I've noticed with the hashtags is the more hashtags you have that are like, you funnel it in and like all of your video can only, it's like, the hashtags are only as good as their weakest link. So the hashtag that has the least views. I think it works like that. So the one that you put that has the least views, it funnels everything else. Okay, because I've been watching like these YouTubers talk about TikTok algorithm and you know, they all talk as if they like- It changed like twice. Huh? It's changed like twice. 
I, 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 I couldn't tell because I joined it pretty late, so I don't know. But like all these kids are talking as if like they had like a meeting with the TikTok CEO and he specifically like they told them. Yeah, yeah. They like they know. I'm like, they keep saying, oh yeah, so you know, TikTok is crashing right now because you know they're trying to do this. I'm like, who told you? Who told you this? Like you're, just, you're literally speaking out of your ass. And the only reason anybody believes anything they say is because they joined early and they got like half a million followers. So anyone gives them the credit. Exactly. Like, you know, I have what? I, I don't have a lot of followers. I have tw- I hit 12K last night. I Sick. 12K, right? That's my boy. I'm happy with because I remember when I had 68 followers and I, I was upset, man, because I was doing full on skits. You know how many shirts I wore for one Yeah, yeah right? That's what people need to see. Right. That's what, yeah, that's what they need to see. Get the video of you switching shirts, trying to find the light, trying to. Dude, I'm telling you, like, I, I put so much effort. I post it. I'm like, hey, yo, this one's going to, that's it. This yeah. one's going to be. Uh, it. It's over. You know, it's, it's going. It's going somewhere. And I sit down. I'm like, yo, I got one follower in the last six days. What's going on? Bro, right? I remember the old algorithm. You could, you, if you hit a video, it could pop off. I had one video hit like 200,000 in the first 24 hours. That's you, ridiculous. You know, the, now it never happens like that. Now it's like, if it's a good video, it'll hit like, and for me, for my numbers, it'll hit 30, 40, 50K, and it'll keep trickling in. So before it used to be like this big curb up front, and then it'll trickle in like that. Yeah. And then now it seems to be more like this. They've like, they've really flattened out the, like the curve. So it's a long process to get those views. Before it used to just spike, be viral for 24 hours or 48 hours, yeah. and then and just drop. Yeah, exactly. Man, I, I always like, you know, there's no reason looking backwards, but I always said like, man, if I just joined this shit earlier and popped off like when other people pop, because I'm looking at people with 100,000, because my goal was to get 100, my first goal was 10K, and then, you know, I passed that now. But my actual goal before quarantine, for me, I would say quarantine would be done in August, because that's when I start. I have to go back to the office. Yeah. Right. So for me, August 1st is like the deadline. I wanted to get to hundred K. Okay. Like that was the goal. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I got two months to do this and every video I'm doing, I get the same followers. And I, and I respect these people. I like them. They're, a lot of them are cool. I, I memorize like, you know, names, you know, yeah, pictures, yeah. but like, it's like, Oh man, you're always killing it. Or someone says, how are you not famous yet? I'm like, yo, I know you think those are compliments when you say, how are you not famous? Yeah. But they how does this not have more views how is this not viral (laughs) do tell me all right you tell me (laughs) i made this shit it took an hour and a half i made this shit making the voiceover afterwards trying to line it up perfectly i put time into this you know you'll make a video when you get the raw video footage sometimes that's not even half of it's done you have to sit there and put in the voiceover afterwards line it all up three hours you click post you're like sick i'm gonna fuck this <laughs> up with this one <laughs> bro i had the i had the i had the audacity to tag kevin hart in one of my videos oh my god i, 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 I told you're myself deep in that junk mail i was i was like this is this is going straight to kevin hart <laughs> the top yeah <laughs> hey this shit like i went to sleep and uh, so it got like a thousand or two thousand views and i was like man this is you know, this is just not going anywhere. I went to see woke up. I got, now it's got 30K, but it Hell took yeah, like okay. a, a day and a half to get to 30K views. And that's not even likes, that's views. That's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I but, mean, that's not man. bad. No, if you have your whole catalog as, if you keep putting out 30K view videos, you'll get your goals. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I first got, like, I, 
when I moved back to Canada, I got, um, I moved back to Canada in 2018 and I started this comedy thing with my buddy Max called Plus Time Comedy. We pretty much just tried to make a viral video for like a year. Every week we would put out a video and we had it all wrong completely. You know, our mindset was if we make a viral video, everything will be in place for us. We'll, we'll pave the road for our way. We'll put ourselves on the map if we make a viral funny video, right? Okay. But that's not the, that's not how it is anymore. YouTube, we were putting them on YouTube. YouTube is way past that, that phase where you could just get a viral video and pop it's up. Viral, There's yeah. way too much content on there. There's like a billion hours being uploaded every 24 hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. The key now is to have a fucking great catalog. That's the exactly. key. A key. Yo, uh, uh, compound enough. interest. The whole, the whole point of everything we're doing, TikTok, everything, it's compound, the nature of compound interest, you know? So if you can Which keep putting daily videos of 30K views, you'll get to the 100K. Yeah. Okay, I know I got you for sure. And I think you're right. I think like when people started on TikTok, there wasn't a lot of, even though there's 800 million they accounts. They absorbed everything, yeah. Yeah, so, so I don't know how the algorithm changed, but I think you're right. I think they, they, they passed that spike because I'm not seeing those huge spikes. And so actually, to be honest with you, I'll take that back because I have my friend who did a, I wouldn't call him a friend because he starts stealing my videos. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> this I've, guy yeah. literally got 10 million views off a prank video. And the prank, it was just part one. Like he didn't even show the result of the prank, you know? Legit? Legit. Le he's on 16 million now. Like the last I checked was 16 million. Okay. Right? And the only way he did it was the, the way he did it was like, uh, he put like some smoke bombs in like a box, taped it up and took it to his friend's house. And then he's like, okay, come back for part two. So yeah. how do people come back? They'd have to follow you in order to find the second one. Otherwise you're just lost in the, yeah, yeah, exactly. in the jungle, right? So people follow him. He went from like 20K to like now, uh, last night he had 150K. Followers from this video. Followers from this one video that hit 16 million. And it was just like this eager, like they want to see it. But I'm telling you like, yes, you're right. Like this spike thing doesn't help. Cause first of all, the part two to that prank sucked. It was the most, it was the, it was, I haven't seen a worse prank. Cause the smoke thing. Did he drop it? Did he drop part two? Uh, no, no, yeah, no, he dropped part two. It was the worst video. What's the, what's the numbers on part two? Uh, Probably not. I, I can't remember. I didn't, I didn't look at the views, but I'll go back and look. But he, it was nowhere near the millions. It was nowhere near the millions. Yeah. But the people who saw it, I was looking at the comments, and they're like, delete your account. This was shit. Uh, <laughs> but yo, but that's the point. He, he has 60% higher than your end goal. But what's he going to do with it? Getting the number doesn't do anything for you. You, it's, that compound interest of having that yeah. catalog, every day you post a video where one new person's like, yo, this guy's consistently funny. I like this person, Sammy. Sammy, yeah. the idea. The, the whole idea, I think of it is to this podcast too, TikTok, everything is, I just want the, I, the world to slowly associate the idea of comedy with my name, Abbas Wahab. Exactly. You know I what I mean? Because- I think I think the long-term goal is that compound interest because I, I really, it's like a, what's it called? Like the, 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 the tortoise and the hare kind of thing, right? Where like, you know, it's a slow and steady that wins the race. Yeah, exactly. He, he peaked, he peaked. Like I, you that's know, a I viral video. That's 16 that's million, that's 16 million. That's what the hare is. Yeah, that's a viral, viral video. But, you know, how do you capitalize? I mean, if, if you don't understand how you're going to capitalize off of these things, none of it means anything, right? 
because if you capitalize off a video that's a prank video, no one's going to remember your face. They're going to remember the prank. That's, that's the first. And the second, like, I, if I go viral, I want it to be a skit because I want people to associate me with funny, just like you said. Yeah, exactly. Right? And it's hard, it's hard to go viral with a viral video. It's hard to well, go forget viral, viral with a skit. Forget viral. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This viral. Bro, I bought a book. I have a book right over there called Contagious. Yeah. I bought it in 2018. It's a book about okay. virality. I read it. I'm like, I'm going to read this. I'm smart. I'll come up with a viral video and it'll, everything will work out. That's not how it works. You just got to yeah. build a great catalog, bro. That's it. You know what I mean? A great catalog is going to do a lot more talking. People are going to be able to go deep into what you've done. And after that 40th, 50th video, you have a diehard, you have a super fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the thing that even, even my friend was telling me. Like, I see similar people commenting on my stuff and liking my stuff. Right. So that means like you've got like a nice base of people who just love your shit. And you want to grow that base. That's the whole the idea is just growing that base. Growing That's that nice. base until obviously COVID fucked everything up. But my whole idea is keep amassing this online audience and slowly but surely you're going to hone your stand up skills in Toronto mm -hmm. and eventually you'll have an act that's tourable. And it's a, hey, you've been watching my videos for free for years. I've been giving you content. Watching, yeah. And now I'm in your city for $32.99 or whatever the fuck it is. Come out and see me. That's what it's all about, right? That's 100%. 100%. That's the but you, you, the only so, way, so, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I said the only way people like, the only way to succeed in this game is to be passionate. You can't, if you're in it for money, you're fucked because oh, our yeah. whole idea is do you love making a comedy video? Do you love clicking that post being like, oh, this video is going to fuck them up, you yeah. know? That's, <laughs> 100%. That's why you'll make it because that feeling, is to, it, 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 there's no money involved. You, what, you have to have the passion to keep creating content like that while your actual skills catch up. And then yeah. the money will come. The money will come. And it'll be way more than engineering can possibly. Uh, bro, I left engineering. My brother-in-law, my sister's husband is like, are you crazy? You could be going to the Khalij. You could go to Abu Dhabi. I have a friend in Abu Dhabi, man. 12000 a month, no tax. What are you thinking? You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, sure, the money would be sick. Bro, I was making 120K salary in San Francisco. Yeah. And, like and running to open mics doing five minutes bombing, thinking only about that. And like the money, bro, the more money you make, you just get a nicer car and a nicer place. And, and it just takes you to an open mic. <laughs> That's yeah, it. it's, bro, I used to have a fucking sick Beamer. I'd park it around the corner so other comics didn't see it. I was afraid to be judged. Exactly, yeah. I, I, I don't have, a, I don't have a, like a Beamer or anything, but my Kia is like... The Optima is pretty nice though. Niggas would hate Yeah, I bought it. It's nice. And I bought it like it's a 2019. Mm. And I bought it in 2018, like when it dropped, right? Yeah. Not because I, I wanted a 2019 car. It's just the only thing that like... It's a long story, but that's the only thing I could get basically. So I got it, and dude, it's like as a as a comic that's coming up, you're almost ashamed to be in a nice car and 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 addicted to drugs and have a fucked up love life. Like you're yeah. almost ashamed not to have those things because the scene is like that's it. That's how <laughs> ironic is that? How ironic is that? Because the 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 field and everything is historically fuck ups and degenerates and yes. outcasts, right? But so now, I, bro. But look, look at, like, Drake is a prime example. Like, if you look at every other rapper, it's more like they, they got out of the gutter, right? Like, they came out of nothing, blah, blah, blah. You get someone like Drake, who already had it, right? Like, when I say had it, I mean, like, he was, he was, he, he was, was okay. He was, he was okay. He was, he was good. good. 
He wasn't like as much as we'd like to think, but he wasn't struggling. He wasn't struggling at all. And he's the top artist in the world. Exactly. Right? So it's, it's not always this, like, you have to come from the bottom in order to no, make it. No. Like, so I don't wear that mentality. But all these comedians that I see, they're all like, they have this 10-year rule. where like, they'll pop in 10 years. It takes 10 years. And I, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's the case. I think if it takes you 10 years to have a decent catalog and to have done enough things in those 10 years, then yeah, it'll take you 10 years. But if you can fit all those things and you can pop, like if something just takes you like, you know, from nothing to something, like maybe you get like a feature film, right? Because uh, I know you do acting too, right? Yeah, I'm in some stuff, but uh, keep going. Yeah. So, like, what I'm saying is, like, they have everyone in Sacramento, they have this 10 year rule. 10 year, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, I disagree wholeheartedly, right? I don't think that if you were to pop in two years, that you would have the significance of someone who's doing 10 years of work. No, I don't think so. Because the 10 year guy, he had, he honed this crap. More people know him. He's associated with the comedy scene a lot, a lot you know, stronger. But, like, let's say you take a guy who's doing it for five years. But he's just, he's A, better at it, he's disciplined at it, and he has more, like, let's say, for, if, we're, if we're measuring this by videos, he has more videos in the five years that you put out in the 10, right? He has, a, a, like, a stronger catalog because he's, he's, maybe he's better at it or maybe his skin skills a little bit more, you know, uh, I would developed. say, like, yeah, developed, right? Just because some people are just naturally, they come off as, like, an eight, where some people, they naturally come up as a four and they have to work to get to gotcha, the eight. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, there's natural talent so, in all of it. Just, yeah, and so I think everyone can make it. It's just like, you know, we start different. Like engineers, for example, right? Like I sucked at math, right? Math was very hard for me, but I had to struggle my way to get there. It took me three times as long as a regular person to get the same, same result. But I, I'm, I'm really against this whole 10-year rule, partially because I don't want it to take 10 years. <laughs> but, but, but let me just say this, though. Let me, and everything, I agree with everything you're saying, but know this, that... You know the outliers, you know the 10,000 hour rule? Yeah. I think it's Malcolm Gladwell, whatever. The point is you gotta put mad hours on stage time. You can pop off, you can pop off in three, four, five, six years, but are you gonna have, when all eyes come on you, is your stage act gonna be at a level that's gonna keep the momentum going? Or are you not gonna be at a level? Because uh, Kevin Hart was saying it took like, it's like when the rocket ship blasts off, you got to know where the seatbelt is and you got to know where the navigation is, so to speak. If you are still wet behind the years, you've been doing open mics three years, you're in a movie, and now people are trying to book you across the country to headline clubs. And, and you you're like, yeah, I'll headline them. You're going to fuck yourself over hard because people will pay once to see you and then they'll never do it again. That's the key. People will always come fool me once. People will come out once. Yeah. So 10 years is more about the time it takes to cultivate you to a proper headlining act. You can get a, you can get a lot of uh, online, uh, what, sorry, uh, social media notoriety in way less than 10 years. But as yeah. far as people coming to see a pro comic, it is from what I've seen from all the greats, pretty much look at everybody, every great. It's pretty much that mark. Chappelle, uh, killing them softly, he was 27. Chappelle started when he was 14, 13 years, you know, for what it's worth. He was like 30 or 31, 15 yeah. years. You know, it takes time to do this, but as long as you're doing shit that you love in the meantime, that time, yeah, don't, don't think of it as just like a waiting amount of time. Like I'm going to be waiting for 10 years. Yeah. You, you could have 300,000 followers on Instagram in three years, but 
you're still barely featuring. You know what I mean? Exactly. So well, you don't think that you can come up with 45 minutes in two years? No, bro. You can, bro. But it's like, how good is that? It's not going to be good, bro. Yeah, yeah. Come on. You have to think of it as like a civil engineer. It's like, yo, sure. That concrete takes 40 days to settle, but can I just start building on it in three, four days? Can I do something? It's like, yeah, but you got to think of it, it forming properly. So you have your whole career to build off of a foundation of it. You yeah, can do it, it faster. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the 10 year rule, so, not a hard, fast rule as, as the pros have said it, like Ari Shafir and whatnot, if you could do it fast as fucking seven years, but it, I'm talking about like being a good headliner, 10 year is a good rule of thumb. It is about a 10 year process, bro. Okay. But you All can right. have that hundred thousand in three months, but it's like, how do you convert it to, I, I guess, that takes I guess time. you have to cultivate guess, yeah. that skill online or uh, on stage. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you, but I think in when the only reason I'm, I'm like convinced otherwise is two, two reasons actually. One is that when I see the people saying it takes 10 years, I who's see them it? as some, huh? who's saying yeah. it, who's saying it? <laughs> yeah. and how, and I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Cause you only come to open mics once every two, three weeks mm. and you come one time and you do a five minute set. That's like meh on, you know, on a good day, it's like average. Yeah. And you do the same five minutes every time you come. So of course it's going to take you 10 years. It, that's, that's, that's the first thing in my head. So yeah. I'm like, we're the part we're time, the part, I, when the part timers say it, it's like, eh, will it though? Yeah, exactly. Cause I'm like, if it takes you 10 years, it should take me five, yeah. four. Right. Because you're, cause I go every night, right. Yeah. Except for two, two, three nights of the week. I don't go cause there's no open mics or no decent ones. Uh, there's usually just shows, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guess what? So, you pick, yeah. pick one of those that's furthest from the weekend, start your own weekly open mic. You, I could do that, but that the problem is with the commitments. Like I also, I don't want to hold myself to, to that, to that one night at this mic. You don't have to, you start it up for a month. You host it every week and, and then people will be dying to host it. Trust me. And you just, yeah, and like you use it, you use it as currency. You'd be like, yo, host my thing. Can I do a spot? Like some people, if they're desperate, there's no other options for stage time. You can use it as currency. I know I got you for sure. I, yes, I was thinking the point about is you're full time. You're going five. Same here. For years, I was going seven days a week, pretty much, bro. Every yeah. night I'm out. I'm trying to hit twenty sets a week. That's my number. Like for like okay. oh, wow. for like two years. You know what I mean? Like that's like, hard. I'm obsessed. You know what I mean? Like so. Even, even keeping that in mind, it is still a ten year game. Because do you want to be? Do you want to have forty five minutes, or do you want people to be like? Yo, do you want people to be like telling everybody, yo, this is, this guy's up next. This is the guy. Or do you want yeah. just people just leaving your show? Like, that's yeah. funny. You know, you want people, you want things to change when your show ends. You're like, yo, this is, this is the next guy. That's what you want. That takes at least yeah. 10 years. Yeah. I think, I think I got to, and so, so that was my first reason. Cause who's telling me it's 10 yeah, years. Yeah. Right? I, I get that. And then the, and then the second thing, is like, uh, is that I feel as though, and this is like a, I guess it's like, I don't want to like pat myself on the shoulder, but like I started doing comedy and I did like five, six open mics before I got booked on a show. Yeah. And I got booked on two and then it got canceled because of COVID-19, but I did one. It was like, it wasn't that good. But like, you always look back and like, you always think in the day you'd kill me and then you look back and you're like, oh, it's trash. Right. 
Yeah. So, but the other thing was like, I was, I, I was learning so fast and I was like, and I'm coming every night with a, with, with whether it's not a brand new set, it's like, you know, 15% of it's brand new that I wrote yeah, that day. You're a funny guy. You're obsessed. You're naturally talented and you're committed. So that's why I always thought to myself, yo, I can do this faster. I can do this faster. I can do this faster. But like, I think, I think you're right. Even let's say, even if I could pop off in five years, I, I don't think I would want to because you only get like that one chance. Like you said, you don't want to go viral at the wrong moment. Exactly. You got to be ready. When the rocket ship takes off, you must be ready. Okay. Yeah. No, that's and, why I like, if I had like maybe two hours worth of material and I can condense that to a hard, solid 45 minutes that people just talk about, that's when I want to pop up. When I have that in the chamber, you know? Yes. But if you do that super fast, your on stage chops, they don't develop at the same rate. So you'll come off as like, yo, this is the sickest writer. He had 45 minutes of like the best material. You gotta be on stage like it's second nature. That takes yeah. years on stage. So That's you can it. get your jokes there, but the, your pacing, your comfort on stage, your act outs, all of that, you can't, you can't cheat it. Only time will get yeah. you there. Exactly. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen like a funny person on Twitter try out open mics? You ever seen that? It's a nightmare. It's, oh, they always they always fall flat on their face. Yeah, it's every a nightmare. single time. It's a nightmare. Every single... But yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, you're right, bro. The only yeah. thing is, I know I can feel it. Is that you have set it up such that until that point comes, you you're gonna keep doing engineering. Yeah, I, I can't that's why it. that's why the ten year thing is pissing you off. If you weren't doing engineering, I promise you that ten year thing wouldn't piss you off. But there are financial restraints, so obviously that's not, that's like some fairy tale thing. I get that you have to keep working, but if you get an opportunity in the next couple of years to hang this engineering hat up and still be able to help the way you help, it's you'd be living life. You, Bro, right now, the only way I make, I make, I MC weddings. That's dope. I MC weddings. You make like. Muslim weddings or what? Anyway, anybody will have me, bro. <laughs> you know? No, I'm trying to pay this like rent, bro. No, no, yeah, I've, got a lot, I've done a lot of Pakistani weddings, Indian weddings. I've done like one or two white weddings. Um, okay. But I, I do a little acting here and there. I was delivering cookies. I just don't want, because I put all my hours into comedy at night. I give my nights to comedy. And now with COVID and everything, I give my days to content creation. So I really invent the time that I quit, that I'm making, you know, whatever it is, 80 K seven, whatever your salary is, that time that you're getting money right now, I think of it as I'm going to put the time in now making no money. Cause I know the universe will pay it back eventually, you know, put my time in make, and you're already doing that with these videos. Yeah. But, yeah. But just know that this process can't be rushed. And if you think you're ready at that five-year mark, at that six-year mark, when you look back at what you thought was ready at five, it's going to disgust you. Exactly. Yeah, I feel you. That's I how it you. works, bro. That's how this game works. I feel you. know, because I, I recorded one of my first shows. At like, literally not my, one of my first. The first show I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And what's crazy is like, this is the worst time to ever do it. Because I got it. I got, I got, uh, I got spotted by some guy who's like, who's producing shows and he's a ventriloquist. Mm -hmm. right? So he saw me at open mic and he's like, yo, Sammy, uh, I want to do a show in April. Now I had four months between then and I think it was January or like maybe December, sometime like that. 
if you told me maybe five, five, six months before the actual show was actually booked and like ready to go, he yeah. says, I need you to come do this show. And I'm like, I'm hundred percent down, uh, you know, honored for you to ask me, you know, all these things, right? It's my first yeah. show ever. Right. And then I get a job and I move to Ukiah. Right. So I don't, and then he's like, I need you to do 20 minutes. And I'm like, bro, I want to, but I'm out here where there's no open mics. How do I get to 20 minutes? I yeah. only have eight. I only have eight minutes. When yeah. he met me, I only had eight minutes, and they were like subpar, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's really like a minute in real life. Right, really? Yeah, it's like a minute, and then the rest is just like fucking knock knock jokes. Like, hey, yeah. guys, remember when? You know? All yeah, yeah. So it was like eight minutes of like subpar, and he needed me to have 20 minutes by April, and I had no open mic experience. You know, what I did every. Uh, not, I would say every day, but like probably every other day after work, I'd go home into my room and just rehearse doing new stuff. And then I would watch it or I'd listen to it. And if I truly found it, uh, did I disconnect? No, you're good now. Keep going. And if okay. you found what? And, and if I found it funny, like you would two add days it. later, if I found it funny two days later, I would keep it. If you I didn't it. and it wore off, I would throw it away it's and gone. start again. Bro, that's so, amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I, I have never been Let in a situation me. to have to do that, but that, I, I yeah. think that just speaks to like the level of dedication you're at. And bro, like I told you, the whole reason we're having this call right now is just because I fuck with your comedy. You're funny as fuck. You're all, you're all, excuse me, you're obviously from the sh uh, school of Dave Chappelle. So I fuck with you <laughs> always. We're both students. Love, love, love. I see it in your comedy big time. But bro, we're wrapping up on... Uh, on like an almost an hour and a half. This is the longest podcast I've done in months, bro. This has been that amazing. Was ridiculous. We got to do like another one. Oh, for sure, man. I'm always got to do another one. I didn't even ask you about George Floyd or any of that shit, man. Nah, nah, uh, nah, looking, yo, I didn't, I didn't ask about any of that stuff. But whatever, bro. We'll uh, we'll have to talk about it next time, man. Yo, I appreciate. Sure. Do you have anything? Uh, what's your uh, handle? I'm gonna plug everything in the description under. But what's oh, your it's it's the W Sammy on everything. Okay, the W Sammy. Yeah. Awesome. W yeah, Sammy. look for that. Talk on Twitter, on Instagram, same thing, the W Sammy. Awesome, man. Yo, thanks so much for talking with me on Zoom like this. This has been sick. I feel like I got a link now in Sacramento. 100%, man. Yo, let's talk again. Keep making funny videos and uh, let's link up on TikTok, bro. Oh, for sure, man. You too. And thanks for having me, bro. All right, man. See you, Sam. Uh, yeah.